you got to love the holidays. And this week we got to celebrate a big holiday, one of the biggest of the years, and that is uh, New Year's Day. And on many New Year's Day, you've probably noticed there could be kind of a conflict. Conflict between family time and football on TV watching time. And so this week, that was the issue in one household. And uh, the guy said, in order to keep the peace, I turned the game off right in the middle of the first quarter and went and greeted our guest. And we sat down and we had a terrific meal. I even stayed afterwards for conversation and it was terrific. And then they went home and I got to finally return to my game. And it was the beginning of the third quarter. And my wife uh, came in and said, oh, honey, that was so wonderful. And she brought me a piece of pie. She gave me a kiss and said, oh, by the way, what's the score? And he said, well, it's pretty much the same as it was in the middle of the first quarter. Now in the start of the third quarter, the score is nothing to nothing. And she said, see, I am so happy for you, honey. I am so glad that you didn't miss a thing. From her perspective, that was true. But I think that same perspective holds true for many of us as we head into a new year, doesn't it? We kind of think, well, you know, it's a new year, but we've been through this before. It's going to be pretty much the same thing as it was. And um, not really, it's not going to change. Changing that date on the calendar is not really going to do anything. And so we just need to keep our heads down, keep doing things as we've always done things. And in doing that, we're really not going to miss a thing, are we? But I say that's not necessarily true. And I hope you catch that as you watch this. Only one truth stands. To touch. To speak. To look upon. To experience another's company, a true connection. Cannot be replicated through the dim glare of any device. Bottom line? Look up from the screen. You just missed something beautiful. It's very true. A new year can cause us to do what that guy experienced. He looked up from the usual of looking at the screen on his phone, and he noticed that a young couple was standing by the lake, and the guy had proposed to her. And as he looked up, you notice as it ended, it had kind of that smile on his face. I think a new year is like that for us. It can cause us to look up not just from our devices like our phones and our tablets, but it can cause us to look up from so much more, like the way we normally view our day-to-day life. Sometimes we view as kind of a whole series of months, of weeks, of days, of hours, and even if you think about it, 31,563,000 seconds in a year kind of like what you see on the screen right now and those seconds tend to go by pretty quick so quick in fact that sometimes we miss them don't we when as they pass by they seem to just kind of run out and it kind of marks just the passing of some time and they really don't have any value to us but i want to introduce you this morning to another word and this word is in some ways synonymous with the word seconds but it really holds a whole lot more thought than that and the word is this it's moments It's moments. And it's interesting if you look at this word moments, you look at the letters of it, but if you look at them creatively, it kind of tells you what moments are really about because they are really meant to add more to life. While seconds tend to just run out and run away from us and just mark time pass, moments are different. Moments say to us, there's something of value here in this time that's right before me. 
moment say that there's meaning to what's happening in this time. That is something of worth, something for me to hang on to, something for me to build upon, something for me to enjoy, something for me to embrace. And so you see, that's the way God says he wants you to look at your life. He wants you to look at your life as a series of moments and not a series of seconds. Seconds just pass us by, but moments offer us so much more in life. And that choice is ours every day. And we see that in 1 Thessalonians 4.13 and the New International Version, which says, Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. Now, this is the Apostle Paul talking to the church of Thessalonica. And as he says, those who fall asleep, he's referring literally to those who die, who have a physical death. But it's also interesting that we can have a death of sorts while we are still alive, can't we? We can very much sort of fall asleep, watching the seconds run on in our lives. And as we do that, there is a grieving process that takes place, a sadness in our hearts and a grieving in our spirits and are quietly hoping, isn't there something more than just this? Just watching these days and these seconds and these minutes run away from us. And so there is a grieving that happens when we don't have any hope in anything more. And again, rather than looking at our lives for seconds running away from us, God says, look at the moments of your life that have meaning, that you can build upon, that you can embrace, that you can hang on. Because as the psalmist says in the 118, 24 in the NIV, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I know all of us are probably so familiar with this that we could fill in what comes next. So let's do that. And let us rejoice and be glad in it. Now, if you're a person that kind of struggles with his seconds and minutes in life, just is kind of passing you by kind of thing, you look at this and you go, yeah, that's nice, I know that. But at the same time, moment by moment, I'm not really living in the fullness of the life that God created me to live. It's just a platitude, isn't it? It's just kind of a nice saying. Celebrate life each day and be glad in it. But how is that really possible? How could I really, really do that? Well, let me say Lamentations 3, 23 and 24 in the RSV tell us. It depends upon love. You see, the love of God is steadfast. And what that means for us is that it never, ever, ever ceases. And not only that, His mercies, in some versions say His compassions, they never, ever, ever come to an end. In fact, they are new They come to us afresh every morning. As you see that, you go, okay, so when am I to reach for this steadfast love and these compassions and mercy? Let me see, is it after I get up in the morning or is it after I make my cup of coffee or is it while I'm riding to work? And if you wait that long, let me say, you can miss it. You can miss it. It's a bit late. In fact, Mark's first chapter, verse 35 in the message points us in the right direction of telling us this about Jesus. It says, while it was still night, way before dawn, Jesus got up and went to a secluded spot and prayed. So what was he praying about there? Well, he was praying about God's steadfast love. He was praying about God's mercy and compassion in order to empower him in that day, in order to have him overcome whatever staleness he might have. Now, you might think Jesus would wake up and have all of God's steadfast love and all of God's mercy and all of God's compassion that he would need for the day for come any staleness in his life. But remember, he was half God. He was also half man. 
And the truth is, none of us wake up with all of God's steadfast love. None of us wake up with his mercy. None of us wake up with his compassion. Nearly enough of it to empower us in each day, to help us overcome the staleness that we experience in that day. What's the first thing he did? Well, he got up early before dawn. Now, let me say, you don't have to get up before dawn. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But you have to, the very first thing when you get up, you got to seek it. Because you see what happened as he prayed and we pray. Effectively, what we're doing, we're downloading God's steadfast love. We're downloading his mercy. We're downloading his compassion into our lives because we don't have enough of it on our own. And we got to do it the very, very first thing in the morning. And there's another word in that passage. It's the word secluded. What that means is, as we see in Hebrews 4.1 in the New Century Version, God has left this promise with us that we may enter his rest. And you see, that's what we've got to do. We've got to enter his rest. Jesus went to a solitary place where there were no distractions. Everything was quiet and solitude so he could download God's steadfast love, mercy, and compassion. We have got to do the same thing. As we do that, what happens is it quiets our minds, it quiets our hearts, it quiets our spirits. And we need to enter each day with a quiet mind, heart, and spirit. But you know, sometimes it's not about the external stuff around us that keeps us from downloading His love, mercy, and compassion. Sometimes it's inside of us. Sometimes there's not solitude in our heart or our mind and our spirit. And so we have to pray, God, help me in this time to let go of these. Help your your love, your compassion, and mercy to overcome this turmoil that I'm feeling right now. And if you do that when you start each day, God will give you his quietness. He will give you, as it says there, his rest. Because the truth is most of us enter the day and live most of our lives without his rest right there in front of us. It's kind of behind us, you know, we know it's there. And sometimes during the day we kind of try to grab a little bit of it. But God says, I want it right in front of you all the time, every day of your life. And so in order to do that, you've got to start each day in a quiet way. Very first thing, downloading that love and that mercy and that compassion. And it's so important that this scripture in Hebrews goes on to say, let us be very careful so that none of you will fail to enter my rest. So what are the things that cause us not to enter God's rest? Well, we've talked about one of them, and that's not our first thing daily, seeking it. You know, I'm going to get up, I'm going to have a cup of coffee, I'm a little late, I'm going to head to work. Oh, this traffic's terrible. I'm going to be late to work. God, can you help me download your steadfast love, your peace, and your mercy right now? And he can. And you'll get a little bit of it. But you won't get all of it you could get because of all the stuff that's going around. But see, if you got it first and then you get in traffic, it's kind of like, yeah, traffic's not real great today, but who cares? <laughs> you know? It doesn't matter. And see, that's the difference. The second reason that we fail to enter into God's rest daily is that we're looking in the wrong direction. And the third reason is, is because we're looking in the wrong direction, which is another wrong direction. There's a couple of wrong directions we can look at. What are we talking about here? Well, Luke's ninth chapter, verse 62, it tells us this. Anyone who puts his hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So what does Jesus mean by the word fit here? Well, fit means being in shape, doesn't it? And if you're plowing ahead in your life, you're going forward, and you're constantly looking back, or you are sometimes looking back, or even occasionally looking back, what is Jesus saying here? 
Jesus is saying that you're not in the best form of fitness and you're not really in the best shape for receiving my rest or for entering my rest. And yet so many of us try to do that without really realizing that. Things in our past that are not always so pleasant or things in our past not always so encouraged, what do we do? We, we still visit them every day, don't we? We let them hang around with us each day, which was what? It weighs us down and it holds us back from entering God's rest, from having quiet hearts and minds and spirits. It also holds us back from receiving his compassion and mercy and receiving the power of his steadfast love for living our lives each day. It's kind of like driving around in your car while you're staring out your rearview mirror. Now, if you did that and you ran into another car, the policeman would come up and say, why did you run into that car? And if you said, well, you know, as I was driving forward, I really am, you know, primarily looking through my rearview mirror, what would the cop do? He'd think you're crazy and he would arrest you immediately. It's the same way for us in living our lives. You see, if we are always looking back at the same old things in the same old way from our past day after day after day, it's not a good thing. It's a recipe for disaster. That may not cause a huge crash and accident like you might have in your car, but it's going to keep you from living the life that God really created you to live. It's kind of like a guy who mom worked at a retirement center and so every day after school he goes and hangs out there and says hello to his mom and then he goes and enters into the big room where he's going to sit down and he's watching the retired people do the same thing day after day after day and you can see as he enters into it he oh lets out a big sigh but the thing is there's something more for him it's not just the same old same old every day and so watch this because he almost missed out on that Mom, I need you to sign this. Okay. How was your day? Hey, I'm talking to you. All right. Be one. Be one. And it is being four. I mean, it's being two, not four. In a long time coming since I've seen your face I've been everywhere and by trying to replace Everything that I had till my feet went numb Praying like a fool that's been on the run I'm still beating but it's not working It's like a million dollar phone that you just can't ring I wish now I'm trying to love but I feel nothing Yeah, my heart is numb You see, in looking back at the way it had been before, it almost held him back from doing something a little bit differently there at the retirement home. It almost missed out on the unexpected joy that he experienced and the unexpected joy everybody else experienced as he reluctantly got up and started doing a few dance moves, causing the whole place to break out in dance. Very much what we see in Psalm 30:10 in the Good News Version that says, Hear me, Lord, be merciful, help me. And the truth is... The psalmist is saying, Lord, hear me, but God hears him. It's really more the psalmist that needs to be at rest to be able to receive fully the mercy that God has for him and the power, the steadfast love that God so wants to give and that he has each morning for us as well. 
And God helps that joy to be contagious. And you see it says there, you've changed my sadness into joyful dance. God can do that with each of us. We'll start out each day and download his mercy and his compassion for whatever thing it is that we may be going through. And he also takes away our sorrow. And he surrounds us with joy. And so don't let the seconds of your life just run by and pass by. But don't just stay there. The thing you need to do is to start seeking his steadfast love, his mercy, his compassion, first thing every morning. Secondly, don't look back at your life past, at all the stuff there, instead of looking joyfully at the moment that you are in right now. And thirdly, we see in Matthew 6, chapter verse 34 in the Living Bible, don't be anxious about tomorrow because God will take care of your tomorrow. We're to live one day at a time. As many of you know, in the last three months have been some of the hardest and the strangest and absolutely the most challenging time of my life. All about the expectations, all about the responsibilities that I had, and all the things that needed to get done each day during that time, and also needing to get done the next day during that time, and needing to get done the next day, and the day after that, and the day after that. And that seemed to go on forever, and it seemed like it would never stop. And all that for me was much anxiousness. As I looked ahead and I tried to figure it out, because truthfully, you know, it's impossible to prefigure out things in your life. But for me, I learned to live, as the scripture says there, one day at a time, dealing with what was right before me that day, aware, yes, that there were some other things out there, but focused not too far ahead of where I actually was. And that way I could meet God each day. I could enjoy some rest in Him. I received tons of of his mercy and his compassion. And I was able to draw upon the power of his steadfast love. That's one side of developing the skill of not looking too far ahead. The other of this I experienced in my thinking, Patty shared a little bit this morning, hey, you know, there's several upcoming reasons in our life this year that it might be good for us to move out of this house of 27 years into another home. And so we started looking around, and we saw several houses in our target area. We found one we fell in love with. This place was unbelievable. And so we made an offer on it, and the offer was accepted. And as wonderful as that house seemed, and as wonderful as moving seemed, as Patty and I looked at that, and all that was involved in the purchase and, and in the moving, we both realized that we were kind of stressed out in lots of ways. And so Patty and I, she shared this morning, prayed that if this is the place you want for us, God, then give us rest about it instead of all this unrest. And so this week there was the inspection and it revealed a perfectly restored house to the eye, inside and out, which had a number of hidden things lurking below the surface, not the least of which was a defective tile roof and questions about the foundation. You see, God did exactly what he said he would do. That was take care of Patty and mine's tomorrows exactly as the scripture says. It's the same with all of us. If we will look up from our anxious thoughts, our worries, our fears, our cares about the future. Instead, seek his rest, his mercy, and his compassion as we begin new and fresh each day. Let's begin each day that way. Let's settle it right when we get up in the morning that you're not going to look back at the past and you're not going to look too far into the future. 
but you're going to live one day at a time in each moment of today. Stephen Curtis Chapman a few years ago wrote a song about living in the miracle of the moment. Listen to his words. There's only one love It's really out there waiting In all the moments yet to be And all we need to know Is he's out there waiting To him the future's history And he has given us a treasure call So There's a passage in Scripture that talks about a moment that gives us tremendous insight into what each moment can be. It says in Matthew's third chapter, verses 16 through 17 in the NIV, at that moment, it's referring to the moment when Jesus was baptized and he came up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. And you see, that's the potential of every moment of your life. Every moment of your life is an opportunity for you to see heaven opened in a sense. For you to see the Spirit of God with you. And for you to hear God say, with this son or this daughter, I am well pleased. We have moments all day long in which that's possible. The most important moment really is we first get up and we first turn our attention to seeking the rest that God wants for us to have. Downloading his steadfast love, his mercy, and his compassion to empower us for that day and to help us overcome any staleness that we might feel. And so don't miss that moment each morning. And don't miss all the moments of life, of value and joy that he's adding to your day. You do that, you will thrive in this year that's 2001-5. Join me as we pray. Thank you so much for your son and thank you so much for your word. And we pray, Father, that we will have a deep desire to live this year in your rest. You've told us not to miss it. So help us not to do that, Father. Help us to think about our days ahead in a new way. Help us to think about some time with you each morning to receive your compassion, to receive your mercy, to receive your steadfast love, Father. Help us to understand that that will change us, that we will be different with your presence every day, and that we really can see a real glimpse of you, and we can really have your Spirit with us, Father. So help us to not miss those opportunities, Father. Not just let seconds of our lives go by, but help us to embrace each moment of our day in a way that glorifies you. 
Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.